the James Suckling podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Good. Well, thank you very much for, uh, you know, staying a little bit late and, uh, and tuning in uh, this morning with me. I'm looking forward to catching up with you guys since uh, I haven't seen you for a year. So, Thank you to you for uh, making the time. Uh, indeed, we have a lot of wines to present, so we're very excited to, to have this moment with you, James. Well, well tell me, tell me uh, obviously, as you know, we're neighbors. I live down on, I have a house on Cronella. And mm -hmm. so when I heard the news that uh, the winery burnt down, you know, it was shocking. What, tell me what's like, what's going on and, you know, what are your plans? So essentially um, uh, on Spring Mountain, uh, we've basically lost everything. We've lost the winery. We've lost, we have um, 80 acres of plantable lands. And out of that, almost everything uh, has been destroyed by the fire. Um, so we're basically resuming from scratch over there. We've also lost some of um, the previous vintages that were stored at, um, at the winery. So on Spring Mountain, we're resuming from scratch. Um, and we have the ambition and the backing of um, LVMH to rebuild. So we will rebuild um, as soon as we can. But obviously your vineyards weren't, uh, weren't burnt, right? Vineyards got burnt as well. The vineyards got like torched. It's, it's very impressive. Oh. It's, it's very impressive. It's, it was a shock. Every, everyone said it was like a bomb exploded over, over Spring Mountain. It really went through, even through the rows. We, you know, we're farming organically. So we, we have a, a pretty dense cover crop um, across the rows and that basically helped the fire to move and, and burn everything. So yeah, Spring Mountain, our, our property in Spring Mountain is basically, um, it's, we're resuming from scratch, really. Vineyard. Sorry. And it's, it's frustrating because we just had finished, you know, pretty ambitious uh, renovation phase. We had rebuilt um, some of um, the premises, a new lab for Alberto and his team, uh, et cetera. We finished to redo the gardens. We had re redeveloped some of the vineyard. Well, listen, I think it is what it is. Um, you know, we think um, we have a, the most important is nobody got hurt. We've got a great team. We've got a great land. And so basically what disappeared is just, you know, material stuff, but it's not the soul of, of Newton. So we will, we will redo uh, better uh, with the same team uh, as soon as we can. And on the other hand, we also have a great, um, a great vineyard in Montvitter and a great vineyard in Carneros. And these are untouched by what happened. So we will still make wine. Um, and as we redevelop, use primarily Montvitter for the cab. Okay. As well as Chardonnay. We'll discuss about that, but we're going to replant more Chardonnay on Vitter and obviously the Chardonnay uh, in Carneros. So, and where will you make the wines then? We're looking into that. We've got some options, some vintners offered to uh, host us. Right. Um, and um, you know, we, we there there are several options. We've not made our decision yet, 
Um, but there are some good options. Again, I'm, I'm really sorry about that, but um, in any case, uh, I'm sure you'll be making some great wines in the future like you're making now. The, uh, do you want to start with the, the Chardonnays then? Yeah, let's do that. Yes, definitely. Okay. So what, what, what do you want to try first? We have all of them, the three of them here. So uh, I think uh, a good way to go would be the unfiltered 18 first. And then we can follow with the Bay Vineyard and finishing with the Backstopper. Okay. So tell me um, your thoughts on the 2018 vintage of for Chardonnay. In a very simple word, I think I would hope one day to go through another vintage like 2018 because uh, for us, uh, for Chardonnay, but also for Reds, it has been a... a very enjoyable vintage. We, we had temperatures that have been um, decently warm, but uh, never a heat spike. We could actually have the development of the fruit uh, happening uh, slower for what's concerned with sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got much more ripeness in terms of aromatics. And we didn't have to rush to pick Chardonnay um, because sugar is too high. Um, so we are very happy with the vintage 18, and I think it's going to show very well with the time uh, in the next one, two, three years. It has nice uh, density and a uh, phenolic tension. Yeah, so in fact, with the unfiltered Chardonnay, what we're trying to um, look for is really the harmony. We, we use different vineyards for this wine. Um, this wine bought in the 90s. And um, it takes place in Carneros with the first vineyard of uh, the Newton family. But then um, we've been utilizing the Carneros area mainly, and that's where we get the backbone of freshness, the tightness of it. Um, and other vineyards thrown up, particularly Rutherford, until 2018. Okay. And that's where we get the roundness um, that define this wine. Um, so we try to find a balance uh, within these vineyards to get to an harmony, which we think is to produce a wine with weight, for sure, we are in Napa, with density, but still fresh, enjoyable, um, with a drinkability that calls you to drink it over and over and doesn't really tire you. Yes, I get that. That's what I really like. It seems this vintage has a little bit more density, um, but still doesn't lose the drinkability you always had. But I like that a little bit more in the palate a little bit more of the tannic te- or the the phenolic or tannin tension, the the texture, rather than just the beautiful um, transparent fruit and acidity that you always have. Well, we definitely, and that's why I'm pushing more and more to try to keep doing. We don't necessarily do 100% malolactic on everything, but a big, big portion, at least 85 plus, is also because we don't filter the wine, so we can't really go in bottle with. That much Malik. And um, and really that's where we build the um the mouthfeel. It's that and using oak um that apport that in the mouthfeel and doesn't necessarily overcome aromatically the wine. And so what what would you like to try next then? We can go on the bay vineyard 2018. So these wines um 
is a small uh, subparcel of our vineyard in Carneros. Our vineyard in Carneros is um, probably the coolest vineyard we utilize to make Chardonnay uh, within all the vineyards we use. And uh, we found this subparcel, which is a particular clone that really started to excite us. Um, and here, what we find is the freshness of the wine, um, the, the zesty character of it. Now, the, the place where the vineyard is located is um, very heavy, dark clay, which if I was elsewhere in the world, maybe I would imagine being a too wet soil to, to produce Chardonnay. But in Napa works very well um, for Chardonnay. We see this um, constantly every year. And, and we can get these, these wines that are very pretty, um, very floral, and with this uh, freshness uh, on the back of them that makes them actually complex. Tell me, uh, actually, uh, Claire, my assistant editor, is here. Hi. Hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, and she's working on a small story on Carneros. And uh, so for you, what's the magic of Carneros? What makes it so special for Chardonnay? Well, obviously, the, the proximity to the bay and uh, all what happens in the morning with fog coming in. And really, it is cooler. It's much cooler. And then as soon as you leave from there and you get into Napa Valley, northern you go and warmer it gets. So that is one. But then also, I think the soil types. I, I feel there are diversity through the Carneros area. And I'm talking about the Napa side. Um, but you still find deep soil um, in many places, clay. So you find an environment where the plants don't necessarily go in that hydric stress that is more common through the Napa Valley than when you, you get into the valley. So that adds very much. I wouldn't honestly exclude the Merlot in that area. And, and it's something that we were looking into um, and probably in the future we will too, because I think it could be very suitable nowadays for Merlot. That's a really useful. And do you find that there's a lot of differences uh, in subzones in Carneros? Do you see big differences or not? Well, definitely. I mean, if we are going to taste the following wine, we're talking about maybe a mile away, um, and it's completely different. I know those two areas quite well, and we start with a different soil. We don't have on the backstopper uh, Carneros, we don't have that uh, black clay. Uh, whatsoever in our blocks um, but the, the wines are completely different and you would yeah. imagine that being closer to the the, the water the backstopper Carneros Lake is really you can see the the water right there would be a cooler environment a place where you would get a, a more restrained wine in fact uh, we see the opposite and yeah, we also agree. see and we, we also see that it's basically the first vineyard that we pick every single year mm. It's definitely riper, and also you get this sort of, you get more phenolics, like maybe the skin is getting more sunshine or something, but it's definitely different than the, um, than the Bay Vineyard. The texture is different. There's more texture to it. 
you know, more. It's very, kind of, exactly. I, I agree. It's very textural. Maybe there's yeah. also more depth yeah. than what we find on the Bay Vineyard. Um, but you see, this wine for me really represents well what Napa Valley Chardonnay can be. Um, you have depth, you have structure, um, but still we retain brightness. And, yes. and um, this wine started in 2017. We've been working with this vineyard for many years. I joined in 2014, but Newton was working with this particular vineyard um, for decades before. Um, we decided to bottle it by itself just in 2017. And this is a small sublock um, that we identify within the, the entire vineyard down there. Oh, well done. I like that. Great. Let's go to the caps now then. So we go to um, unfiltered, I guess, 18. Yeah, we yeah, can start with unfiltered. Uh, just a couple of words here to tell you a little bit where we're heading to. So um, with what happened to us, basically, um, that also helped us to streamline really what you stands for. Um, and what Alberto and I have been doing essentially for the past three years was to understand and recapture uh, Peter Newton's original vision, which is really mountain. So we want to be a meaningful expression of Napa Mountains and all the wines except the single vineyard Yonville uh, are mostly uh, mountain vineyards. They all are coming from our own properties, right? Um, from all the fruits from unfiltered puzzle and single vineyards, our own properties. There is not one uh, fruit that is not farmed by us in there. But um, all of them are mountain except Youngville. So what I can tell you today, uh, James, it's a bit of an exclusive, is um, we will um, gradually, we will no longer make single vineyard Youngville because we believe it's not part of our uh, DNA, if you will. And uh, we will gradually uh, use less and less fruits of Youngville as we're redeveloping uh, Spring Mountain. So you're having the last expression, the last single vineyard expression of, uh, of, of Youngville tonight. Wow, how interesting. But that, and, does, that does make sense. Yeah. And maybe the other piece of information we'll, go, we'll get there more in detail is about the puzzle. So the puzzle yeah, is really... I ask you what happens to puzzle. Yeah. So you see the puzzle move from puzzle to le puzzle to the puzzle. So yeah. uh, it's been in the portfolio for a long time. It's something that has, it's a one that's been engineered, created by uh, Peter Newton, wanted really to showcase the beauty of blends. And um, we've been working hard on this uh, puzzle blend. We realized that if Peter Newton had access to uh, Mount Vitter when um, he was running the property, he would probably have wanted to add uh, other mountain fruits. So blend not only varietals, but also lands. And so the puzzle is evolving from a uh, single vineyard, um, so spring mountain blend, into a uh, Mount Vitter and um, spring mountain predominantly blend. So really showcases the beauty of two extremely different mountain terroirs from Napa. Uh, you know, spring being more savory and floral to uh, Mount Vitter being definitely much more powerful, dense, dark mineral. And we think that it's really something that we owe to the valley because not a lot of people, if, if anyone owns two terroirs, one in spring, one in Vitter, to have them blended and show 
how beautiful the mountain fruits can be also harmoniously blended together. So puzzle is really a big, um, it's a big bet for us. We really spend a lot of energy on this because we want this to be the cornerstone basically of Newton and uh, really reshift it also to be more Cabernet focused from blend Cabernet focused from these uh, two Montvitter and spring terroirs. Do you want to taste the 18 unfiltered then? Let's yes, we definitely should jump in. Now, with the unfiltered, we try to balance three different characters. These are three vineyards that go in this wine. In a normal vintage, such as 18, they tend to be equivalent. So we use a third from each of the three vineyards, Spring Mountain, Yanville, and Montvitter. And what we try to achieve is to have a joyful wine, a wine that you really want to drink and actually um, as a generosity with freshness. Yes, it has that. I think uh, 2018 vintage will, will age extremely well in the future. Um, regardless, now we're talking on Chardonnay, but also for, for reds, definitely. But it has um, nice drinkability already. Uh, and I agree, the balance, freshness, fine tannins, it'll be a wine you can enjoy now, but will certainly age uh, very well. Okay, let's yeah. go to Puzzle then. Let's go to Puzzle. For me, um, that Puzzle 18 is where we want to bring Puzzle in terms of philosophy and style. And isn't it interesting that uh, it, really it really has mountain fruit character with the pine needles and, you know, really you can taste that it's from where you said it's fantastic and and i would add it has that and at the same time it 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 it, it has this kind of um opulence uh, this approachability that's not always easy to no. get with mountain style so that's why we really are proud of this um, of this puzzle concept in general and where we're bringing it so so you puzzle will really you said you won't be using floor, um, valley fruit then. Yeah, as, as little as possible. So okay. as we develop spring, uh, we will still use some Yonville, but really in a, in, a, in a very small base. And as soon as we can basically completely skip Yonville, we will completely skip Yonville. Not because we don't like Yonville at all. We love Yonville, but it's, it's just not our DNA, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and if we're on the mountain, hopefully it's for a reason. Everything being so more complex, we hope that we bring something different than the ballet floor. So let's, you know, embrace that 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 style. Fantastic. And something that I don't know, uh, we told you also, but across these all our vineyards, um, so Carneros, but the three uh, Yonville, Montvitter, and Spring were organic. So that's another element of of complexity, but of style as well. You know, we're uh, totally respecting um, our our vines. And so that Newton puzzle, to finish with that, the 18, uh, where I say it really is where we want it to be is also because it's um, major, it's it's above 75% Cabernet Sauvignon. So it could be appellated uh, uh, Cap Sauvignon, say to keep it as a blend concept, but you know, we want the Cabernet Sauvignon to really shine in this blend. Okay, should we move to um, Yonville or stay with mountain um, fruit? Uh, we could stay with Spring Mountain and then... Good. Uh, Good idea. It's beautiful. 
But so uh, concerning the single vineyards, I'm going to just mention what, what is the idea behind these wines, these three wines today, plus the Chardonnay. You see, the, for the Chardonnay, for the single vineyard Chardonnay, we, we don't put them on the market. They are a DTC testing room. Uh, it's an idea that comes from um, <clears throat> really showing, showcasing our terroir in the Carneros area to, uh, uh, from the tasting room. Um, while for um, the Cabernets, this started in 2014. Now, when we joined the winery, we, we knew uh, more or less what vineyards we were going to work with. And we had an idea of what style we could get from each of these three appellations. But um, we really wanted to learn more. So we vinified everything uh, separate, not just appellation, but also single block. And then we kept doing it from then on to really try to learn as much as possible. Okay, what is this vineyard about? What is this block within this vineyard about? And we realized that in uh, average small size area, we had three very distinctive expression of Cabernet. Mm -hmm. And we decided then to uh, do small bottlings of, of the three appellations. And then we kept doing it through the years. Now, Spring Mountain, well, I, I really think it's, as I said before, it's a stunning place. Uh, it's a complex place at the same time because we don't have many acres. We have 74 acres uh, on a property that is about 500 acres. So we can really conserve the natural aspect of the property. And within that, we have altitude, which is yeah. going from 600 till 1,600 feet exposition. Just within the property, we found uh, at least five different soil types, which is outstanding. So it's basically working with the property is basically really working with many different terroir altogether. And you have also your... Um Expositions are, are different too. No? Definitely, yeah. We have you, we have every single exposition you can yeah. imagine. Now, sort of extreme, you know, is just driving around. It's it's pretty oh, yeah. extreme and and it has a incline that, that goes up very quickly. Most of the blocks are terraced because yeah. otherwise you couldn't really plant them. Um, and now with what happened in at the end of 2020, I think this will give us also the possibility to say, to select what varieties to plant where and how. So we have a huge opportunity there. We know where Merlot works and where it doesn't. We know where Cabernet works and where it doesn't. The Tiverdo, Cabernet Franc, um, also Malbec. So that's how we are going to reapproach the, the replanting, not just replanting Cabernet. We're going to keep the, the varieties there because it's, we want to keep this diversity, uh, but maybe we're not going to plant Cabernet in some blocks where we had Cabernet and vice versa, put Merlot. Um, we go from decomposed ash to rich iron soil, which is bright red, to actually clay. Um, it's a very complex variety uh, uh, location, but I think, and I think all the Newton team agrees, it, it's very, very rewarding. I like the uh, Mount Vitor a little bit more than the Spring Mountain in the in the palace. It seems even more 
it seems longer and a little bit like the tannins are a little bit more um, seamless. Really nice um, texture. Well done. Let's try um, Yonfil just for comparison's sake. Definitely. And I, I'm sure it's going to be, particularly in this vintage, yeah, there's a big difference. 2017, with a heat wave, it happened in, in September. What I think happened is that we almost lost um, five to a week, uh, five days to a week of um, sugar accumulation, even though the numbers would tell you the opposite because you lose water in the berries, but there was no, uh, there was no photosynthesis. Um, yeah. and, and so we catched up the um, phenolic and, and aromatic uh, development later in the season. We didn't pick late in 2017, oh. um, but we didn't pick early either. So I think we were able to retain the, the natural acidity of, of the, the wine without going to the jammy character. Yes, no, there's none of that. That's what, <clears throat> in fact, a lot of 17s have that. And if you looked at it on paper, I remember I was always concerned before I did a big 17 tasting that the wines would show uh, jamminess because you saw a hot year, uh, low, lower production. It was a recipe for some major jam production. And in fact, it didn't happen because of exactly what you said for so many people, as long as they didn't wait. And if they waited, then they were um, messed up by the fire. So yep. your wines have have nice freshness, blue fruits, no um, overripe character in any way, really nicely um, crafted and characterful wines. Thank you. So, um, well, listen, um, it, it was very interesting, the conversation, and also, well, first about Carneros, but also about the, uh, the big idea of, I'm sure it's a horrible about what happened with the 2020 fire and your um, your terrible loss, but also that you're positive and that this is an opportunity to really focus uh, uh, your energy on uh, the history and DNA of of Newton making fantastic um, mountain uh, wines. Thank you. Yeah, and that's really the spirit. So we'll continue Montvitter spring. More Chardonnay out of Montvitter. We're really, in fact, we're really excited. So, okay. Well, listen, uh, thanks so much for the conversation. And I look forward to seeing you guys this year uh, in St. Helena. I, I miss you. Anytime. Okay. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Okay. It's been a pleasure. Bye bye.